All right, ATP Podcast Episode 3, starting to get these knocked out pretty quick. I'm excited. I have here today with me a uh, fellow uh, fitness enthusiast, we'll call him, uh, John Healy. And uh, John, thanks for coming on. I appreciate uh, you giving me some of your time. Let's, uh, I like, I started this way last time. I want to try and do it again. Why don't you just give, give people a little uh, quick bio on, you know, just a background on yourself and uh, anything that seems important to you in your life that brought you to where you are now. Sure, sure. Jake, thanks for having me, man. I'm super pumped to be on. I've, I've, I've been one of the guys who was like super, super adamant about listening to your podcast too. So like I, I listened to Drake's one all the way through. I listened to Zach's on Friday. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. Yeah, they've been super solid so far, man. I, I'm really loving the content and, and just they're very informative. You know, it's not just JRE where they're just like bullshitting about MMA <laughs> and stuff. And, uh, you know, trying uh, DM- DMT. <laughs> yeah, I may turn that way, but uh, at least for now, so yeah, far. Maybe we'll try on DMT track. one of these times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man, so, like, just a background on me. So, uh, born and raised, West Side, Cincinnati. Um, I have a heavy athlete background, just football, boxing, ran track and field. Mm-hmm. Um, I was somewhat involved with my boxing, with a boxing club in my freshman in college at NKU. Okay. So, uh, being an athlete was big part of my life um, and that's what really got me in the in the lifting and fitness in general um, you know, I started lifting weights at when I was in like eighth grade but really I didn't really try till I was playing football at elder <clears throat> and I just went through the motions I didn't really know mm-hmm. what I was doing you know I was like 15 right I was the same way in high school I was hitting bench and doing bicep curls and then when the coaches weren't looking I was like all right I'm done and I sign off my stuff <laughs> yeah you know coach Isley uh, leading those sessions uh, he has no idea what he's doing um, <laughs> but anyway um, so it wasn't until I was about a junior or senior in college that I started taking uh, just like bodybuilding, weight training, like very seriously. Um, when I was 21 years old, I weighed 165 pounds. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, now I I'm a little heavy right now. I'm, um, but if I was like really lean, I'd be around 205. Okay. I'm about 215 right now. All right. Yeah. So I put on a lot of weight, and so that was the first 10 years of my amateur bodybuilding career. Not a career. Because I've never competed, but um, it's been a focus on just like gaining mass and okay. gaining weight and not yeah. being the skinny guy. Putting on good size. Yeah. yeah. And that was really, um, you know, a, a big, I don't know, stigma is the right word, but like a chip on my shoulder because I was always a super skinny guy. The only reason I was good at sports is because I was really fast. Okay. Um, like my dad's real skinny. My brothers are super skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always just kind of had the that genetic a- aspect of it. So yeah. I wanted to kind of, you know, put on weight and not be the little guy anymore. So, and I'm only 5'9", so I'm like, I want to get wider because I can't get any taller. So I got gotcha. you. Um, well, you did a pretty good job of beefing up, man. You look good. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks, yeah. man. It's been literally like it's, like, it's never ending. Like, I didn't even know that that you were that uh, skinny at one point. I've only known you as muscle-bound, John. So uh, yeah. that's, that's cool to know. Um, so was the, what was the sole driving factor for your main goal being the bodybuilding, the getting lean mass. What what kind of was do you think was the main influence? For oh that? man, um, hmm. not to get too much into like psychology and stuff, but like yeah. I guess I've always just had like self image issues mm-hmm. and um, just on the personal level, 
you know, my my parents divorced when I was really little, mm. so I was raised by a single mom. She raised four kids. Damn, yeah. Uh, she's a saint, obviously. She's she's awesome. <laughs> um, but I, I've so I always had because we were pretty poor growing up, so I always had like self image issues. I was the skinny kid, and I always had hand me down clothes. I never, you know, for Christmas, you know, all my buddies are getting like, you know, a thousand dollars worth of shit. And, yeah. You know, I'm getting I get like one gift, but I'm like super happy that I got that one gift. Yeah. Um, so like. I think it stems from that. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, and like my parents divorced, so like maybe you could say I had daddy issues. I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. That's what I said. Just what, whatever you think was kind of the subconscious because you, uh, I feel like we all have these main goals and we say why we want to do them, but I feel like we're not always honest with ourselves on the real reason we right. want to do them. And so that's why I was just curious of if looking back now, instead of being the mindset of when you were there and the reasons you thought you were trying to then kind of self-reflecting what what did you feel like maybe was going on behind the scenes that you didn't know right, right. then yeah no yeah and I'm glad you brought that up and we're talking about that cuz this is something that my wife my wife who's amazing um, she's kind of helped me like think through this stuff and so what what's really funny is it's things have kind of come full circle cuz when I first started like in in the you know lifting in the in the fitness world mm-hmm. it was i was in a real negative space yeah and and unfortunately that's what a lot of people start mm-hmm. in you know oh i'm 50 pounds overweight i got to you know I, I hate how i look so there's this real negative um, you know aspect to them starting right. and now i'm at this point where it's, it's a positive thing yeah right? And this has probably been the last five or six years of my life where, you know, I it's, you know, the gym is like vacation for me. Yeah, I, it's people, fun. I love it. And, and people always ask, um, you know, people always ask, like, John, how you stay so motivated, man? Like, you know, you got two girls under the age of two. Like, you know, you're not sleeping. Like, how do you stay motivated? I'm like, it's not a motivation thing. This is fun. I love this. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else I'd rather do. Um, you know, it's... it's uh, that that's just been a a big player and that's something that you know my coworkers ask me all the time and you know uh in-laws and family members they ask me about that and that's always my answer is you, you want to do it yeah one simply you you just you want to do this yeah, right yeah yeah it's not it's not a motivation thing it's it's there's besides being home with my family there's nowhere else I'd rather be okay right yeah so do you feel like that most of the that early negative motivation, do you feel like that came from an external source, whereas now maybe it's more of an internal source? So I, motivation may not be the best term, but you were driven by what other people thought versus what you really wanted versus now where you're kind of finding, like you said, you, you do this because it's fun to you, not because yeah. you want to get bigger so that people don't make fun of you for being a skinny kid or whatever. For sure. Right? Yeah. For sure. And, and it's, um, you know, it's kind of like a, a love yourself you got. You have to love yourself first before yeah. you can love someone else, and it's kind of that mentality where I had a lot of negative self imagery and mm-hmm. and um, and not self hate. That's not the right word, but now it's like you know I I am like at the first time in my life I'm happy with myself. I you yeah. know I, I love quote love myself. It's um, and it's just been a positive aspect that I've taken in other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. My my relationship with my wife is a lot better. My relationship with my with my family, with friends is a lot better. And I feel like the gym was kind of the driver for that. Okay. So at what point do you think, or if you can recall, maybe not, but 
when did that motivation really switch over and do you feel like that your original goals of putting on that size is what switched it or was it something else maybe that you learned along the way in your fitness journey oh man that's a great question i can't i can't put a a pin in an exact spot um but i just just from just from reading and 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 you know doing research and and um just trying to find myself mm-hmm. you know it's just man it's just over time it's just kind of built upon each other or built upon itself to where i am today and um you know i, I don't know i'm sorry i don't have so well here lo, we'll break it down so so you don't really think you can pinpoint it to one part necessarily say it yeah. kind of just been a long journey and but that, that's fine that's that's a great answer that's yeah. what most people i just curious asking let's focus on the um your original goal of putting on lean mass do you feel like that is what direct like so you started gaining size did that directly give you a better self image or was it something else going on in the process of training uh th- it was definitely something that helped me um reach that point um cuz it it builds self confidence yeah, and and, right. and that's yeah that's a big component for a lot of men who get in the weightlifting and, and bodybuilding yeah, and stuff. It's the aesthetic. There's nothing wrong with yeah. a little bit of vanity. I mean, if you want to look good for yourself, right. look good for yourself. Yeah. 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 I always joke with people like, I just want to look good for my wife when I'm, when I'm naked. Yeah. You know? there like, you go. That's a great like, goal I, to have. I'm I've never going to... Yeah, I've I'm, had clients tell me that exact <laughs> same goal. I go, what, what is your goal You know, to get out of this? I want to look good for my wife. I'm like, yeah. that's a great goal to have. Man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I And I... I've never competed. I might not ever compete, you mm-hmm. know. Honestly, wearing a Speedo and getting on stage is something that, like, is just kind of foreign to me. I don't know. Like, even though I love bodybuilding and I, I love the old school guys like Schwarzenegger and, and Franco, and I love that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would ever personally do it. Okay. But that doesn't mean that I can still have the same type of mentality of, of, of grinding it out to, to have that aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and I might not ever reach that aesthetic. You know, I might, uh, you know, I might not. Well, 99.9% of the world will never reach the Olympia stage level. Right. But, yeah. you know, it, it's, I just, I, I want to feel, I want to feel good about myself and, and, and look good for my wife. And that kind of, and this, and the reason I love fitness and I love the gym is because this has spilled over in other aspects of my life. Like now I have more confidence personally, and that led to more confidence, like, you know, working like in the mm-hmm. corporate world and yeah. with my position. It's helped tremendously. You feel like you carry yourself a different way when you have that that confidence that kind of comes from that training and that that primal manly masculine whatever you want to call For it. For sure. But yeah, that you know I can do what I did in there. I, that means I can do what I did outside of here or For what sure. you want to do. Yeah. But one thing I want to say is that I I, I kind of I dislike the fact that I started in such a negative dark place. Yeah. And I want people who are just getting started in their journey is that. They don't have to hate themselves. They can right. start in a positive light. Yes. Um, you know my the, my wife and you know my wife is she's got her doctorate in physical therapy. She's mm-hmm. super brilliant. She she whenever I have any meathead bro science that I always come to her and she kind of checks me like no yeah. no no. So you know she she's helped me. I've learned a ton of stuff just from her um, along the way. Um, and I forget what I was getting at. Oh no, about staying. You know, people starting their journey to stay positive. You know, I always tell people, and this is something I tell my wife because sometimes she gets frustrated in the gym too. Is you know, I kind of have three rules to live by when it comes to fitness. Okay, is check your ego at the door. Yes. Number one. Absolutely. Check your ego at the door. Mm-hmm. 
Number two, stop comparing yourself to others. Yes. And three is, you know, be consistent. Those are three great ground rules to live by, man. That's, it, you don't need much more than that, if anything. Absolutely. And that care, you can, and those rules apply to anything. Right. Anything in life. And um, th- that's what I, you know, the, I, I, my wife and I had this conversation like three years ago because she was being, she was frustrated on some of her goals, um, you know, but she just had two babies back to back and she looks phenomenal right now. So she, she's, you know, she has the work ethic too. I'm very proud of her. Um, but, you know, those are kind of the words to, to live by. And um, I mean, in the personal training space, you know, from, from your end of things, like, is that something important that you strive to like talk to your clients about or yeah yeah absolutely um i mean those three rules that you said like first going back to just the starting off positive and kind of drawing back again to doing it for you like uh you know, I don't. I don't think there's anything, especially when it comes to like your close family. Like you said, you want to look good for your wife, and I'm not saying that everything has to be internal. Like that's a good external motivation for because sure. that's someone that matters to you in your life. Right. But not doing it to the everyone else in the gym who you don't even know, like things like that. You know, I want to teach clients that. The, again, back to your rule of, um, you know. Sorry, what was the second one? I'm, I'm blanking now. Uh, don't compare yourself. Don't, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I knew. I knew it was the second one. Yeah, I could, I <laughs> you're good, draw. man. You're good. Um, but that's the one I wanted to touch on. That, that yeah. that's the first thing is your your. This is your path. This has nothing to do with anyone else in here, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't worry about that outside world. And that that's that's I think the best way to start on that positive image because yeah. it's really hard to stay positive when you just start and you compare it to other people. And most of what you see is the elite of the elite, and you're like, right. I'm never gonna do that. Like, uh, that looks so like how do I get there? And you're just overwhelmed. Versus, you know what? I'm where I'm at right now, but I'm gonna get better. I know that, and that's the beauty of the training people is no matter what your goal is, mm-hmm. if you do it, and on rule number three, if you do it consistently, you're gonna get better at yeah. something. It may not be directly what you thought, yeah. but you're gonna improve your life in a way. Mm-hmm. And so, like those, the, yeah, those three rules. So yeah, the not comparing yourself, the being consistent. That's I mean, number one for clients is I tell them up front, like this isn't a magic thing, you know. Right. Like, you don't just hire me and not you're gonna automatically achieve it like you got to put in work and yeah. and more importantly you got to put in consistent work you know it's mm-hmm. it's not about coming in and crushing it one day it's it's about just doing you know your best not too much but your best every week every day or what however often you're coming in and yeah. then that that rule that number one you had of check your ego at the door is something that I've really had to get into yeah. since I started my career because I used to be a straight up ego power lifter and I still I still love the meat half I mean meathead stuff we lifted heavy today it was right. fun I still love it right but it's about I my new thing is I tell everyone is you know never do more weight because you want to do more weight do more weight because you can do more weight you right. know and it's being that realistic because I do believe in pushing it I, I don't you know not saying like yo you can't lift heavy you can't challenge yourself but it's being smart about it and that checking the ego is the biggest thing it's okay do I have more in me to do this right or is that enough like with me today like I said you know I pulled conventional for the first time it moved well but I said you know I didn't really feel a hundred it didn't feel bad right but it wasn't feeling great yeah and you know I probably could have put on a couple more pounds and done another one but at what expense exactly and, it, and it's like to me it was like you know what I got enough work in today I had a good session take it as it is and I think that that's important especially with uh, with like young kids but young males in particular because yeah. 
it's all about the status and that's that's one thing Zach brought up is trying to be the king in your circle yeah. and one of the ways to do that is being a strong guy yeah. um, and not letting that override the real goal which is getting better in some aspect of it so I don't know did that convoluted way of answering your question but, oh no that's it was but perfect. like I said those three rules you laid out those are dead-on things that I preach by now to yeah. all my clients yeah yeah and no I you you hit you hit the nail on the head there and I think that's those thing those three things is what a lot of newbies um, you know miss you know? right and those are just important things to live by and and um, you know, like don't get me wrong. Like there, there's there's times where you need to push yourself, right. obviously. Yeah. Um, but every time you're in the gym, you know, mm-hmm. you, you see these like 19, 20, 21 year old kids come in, they start training, and they don't even warm up. They just lay down. They they put 225 on and try to start benching. Right. You know, or they're hitting 40 pound curls and, and they're it looks swinging. Terrible. And right. They're hip. They're yeah. like popping their hips and it looks terrible. And it's just like. But they're moving the weight. You know. Exactly. Oh, I can curl that. I can lift that. Uh, right. And it's getting away from yeah. I can lift this because I want to lift this versus no. I'm just I'm lifting to the strongest of my ability today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I have you know I have pretty big arms um, and. I can't even tell you the last time I tried to curl forty pound dumbbells. Yeah, you know, it, there, it's just there's there's no point. It's it's unless you're like trying to you know, work on like low rep bicep curls. Yeah. Like, who does that? Like right, you know, like so being know. someone that that still likes to train heavy though too. So how do you balance that ego with your ability? Yeah, a little bit? Uh-huh. great great question yeah. because training for strength and doing this because you're a strong guy too. Like you move good weight and and especially when I, I think it's honestly. Harder to check your ego when you're more capable because when, when it's just not in the cards sometimes or if you're more just of a runner and not a lifter, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm not interested in that because I'm not good at it. But yeah. if, you're, if you're pretty good at it, I think that's when it's hard to really check yourself and know. So how do you balance that? Great question. So um, like I said, the first nine, ten years of you know me lifting has always been a bodybuilding focus, like mm-hmm. the aesthetic, chasing the pump, but still pushing yourself, um, you know, Anyone who's ever read anything about bodybuilding knows exactly what I'm talking about. But so now this has been a big transition for me because I've never focused on strength. Mm-hmm. It's never been a goal of mine. Now it is, obviously, but it never has been. Um, so I've totally changed the way I train. Totally, I'm following more of a conjugate training method. Okay. Um, and Drake and I have kind of talked about this, you know, here and there because he's he's been helping me. But I've read up on it. And um, so I'm kind of following that, and I'm I'm brand new to it. I'm I'm in like, well, I've been f- loosely following it for like five or six weeks, but the, it's mm-hmm. really been like the last two two three okay, weeks. Okay, so it's really fresh. Yeah, yeah, really fresh. Um, and Drake Drake's really helped me um, stay in that positive space because, like, I was you know, I was at fault with my own rules, you know, because training with you guys because mm-hmm. you guys. Are, are super strong and you've been doing this a long time and I'm brand new to you know the the power lift that's the focus on strength so like coming yeah. in and like seeing you know seeing Drake um, you know squat 600 pounds of the, the cambered bar and right. stuff like that like you know like oh sh-, like it made me like oh shit I am such a weakling compared to these guys but then I was like wait a minute like this is so new to me I have a good background 
with bodybuilding and, and just working on form and, and aesthetics and I have the muscle build to push myself. Mm-hmm. And this is really something that Drake has helped me like realize. He was the one to kind of stop me and he was like, dude, like you have such a good foundation for this. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who just immediately start in the powerlifting with no muscular background. And he's like, and you really have a good build and you built, uh, you have a lot of time under your belt of building that muscle to now pushing yourself and pushing your CNS. It, you know, you have a, you know, you have some capacity to actually go somewhere mm-hmm. in, in this genre of, of, of lifting. Yeah. So that's really helped me stay in the positive light. And so now I am still checking my ego at the door. I am, I'm not comparing myself to you or Mike or Drake because you guys are on a whole nother level than me. Um, but I'm going to, continue to climb that ladder and try to try to reach you guys so now it's you know i'm not comparing you comparing myself to you guys in a negative light it's mm-hmm. more of um like uh like a pedestal for me to to reach for you know okay I, mean? I got if you. that makes sense yeah yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's it's a different level either and and the tricky thing about powerlifting and and the I, I go back and forth with this because I, I, my specialty now is more in functional training, um, but I still like doing the meathead stuff, and I need to compete in something. So that's why right now there's been a powerlifting focus. Mm-hmm. But also like realizing that a lot of that, the the high-level lifting, which which we're not even at. I mean, we compared to other people who are doing this professionally, I mean, they're hundreds of pounds over us. But once you get into that big, you know, once you start breaking four on your deadlift and, you know, 300 on your squats and stuff like that, mm-hmm. a lot of it is more just technique-based and things right. like that. And and so it's it's not even so much that people are stronger than each other. I bet if you and I went to go, like, move a couch together, I'd have just as hard a time as you did <laughs> because it's it's a different kind of strength. Um, right. And that's why I wanted to get into you is now that you've started this strength pursuit, how much carryover do you feel like it has in your life um, physically. I, I know a lot of the uh, mental aspect of the powerlifting is, re- is great, but I like to take this poll because I, as I'm figuring my own stuff out as a trainer, I'm trying to see you know how much carryover are we getting from this heavy lift when it comes to uh, life or being an athlete, either or. Oh man, great question. Um, you know, the internally, like headspace wise, it's been a big confidence boost. Right. You just, I have no doubt about there's the something different about focusing on strength when you're in the gym. Like, you just feel stronger. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like I, I walk. You know, I get out of my car. I'm walking to work in the morning. Right. I just feel stronger. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. Like bodybuilding is like you get out of your car. You're like, oh my quads are so you sore. sore. Yeah. And like, oh my shoulder hurts this week. And it's just it's just a different feel. Um. And then like, you know, like when you're pulling. You know, four or five hundred pound deadlift, and then it's then you go over to do some pull ups. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's like night and day of you just can bust out ten pull ups. Like my body, I feel like my body weighs like Your nervous four. system's jacked up. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like before I was doing this, you know, I can, I can I've always been good at pull ups, but like I'm pretty heavy now, so they're a lot harder for for me mm-hmm. now. Try you know I just I I was I did some posterior chain work, um, you know, on Wednesday or Thursday. And I was doing some pull-ups, um, you know, kind of a finisher. I did some rows, obviously, and some glute work. And But then I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll do some pull-ups because I haven't done them in a while. And they were just so easy. So, like, that translation into my other lifts, you know, it, like the base, the big three, you know, mm-hmm. squat, dead, bench. If you can, if you're strong in those, that has so much carryover. 
you know, okay, but carryover, do you feel, do you notice it just in carryover to other lifting or I'm like outside? My whole thing is I'm trying to find out how much, and I, 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 I'm not saying to people that like, oh, like heavy squatting stuff is useless and it's not making you functionally strong. And I'm not, I'm not arguing that. It's, this yeah, is yeah. more of my personal quest to see what people are actually getting out of okay. it. Okay. So yeah. with, just for me, like, so outside the gym, let's let's take okay. it. Yeah. So with with my family life, like I have, I have two kit. My girls are eleven months apart, so mm-hmm. they're called Irish twins. I don't know if you have ever heard that term. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have two kids, uh, two babies that are born within a twelve months of each other, so my life has been absolutely crazy these last two years. Um, so I we just we just had a birthday party last night um, for both my girls and my nephew. I, I have a nephew who's turning three. So we had a, a ABC one two three birthday party, and there's just the little things I've noticed is so my living room essentially is like the girls' playroom. So there's mm-hmm. every night there's toys everywhere I have to clean up. So in the past, constantly bending over picking up stuff, constantly bending over picking up picking up stuff, my back would hurt every night like yeah. like I'm an old man, and um and like there's sometimes where I have to hold both my girls. For like long periods of time, right? And um, in the past, it'd be like, oh, my biceps would be on fire and my my forearms would be on fire. Um, but now that that pain and is absolutely gone. That weakness is absolutely okay, gone. Okay, so you find you're pretty pain free in daily life, yeah, because of your resistance Just training. Getting up, picking my kids up, picking toys up, um, those two things. You know, getting uh, putting my girls into their car seats you know you got to pick them up and turn sideways and get them in and mm-hmm. that used to hurt now that doesn't hurt at all um so that that's something that i've noticed just off the top of my head yeah um and then like i said the other carryover would be like just walking around and just just walking around in my daily life like i said mm-hmm. i just feel stronger going upstairs um like standing getting out of a seat you know, yeah, just you little things like that. More resilient is the term I've been using lately. Okay, but less things wear you down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure, that makes sense to me. So then, what about so being a father, uh, husband, full time job, and balancing that training aspect? What is that like? It's it's extremely tough. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely doable. Well, wait. Let me let me rewind that. It's extreme. If you if the gym is still, if, if you have the headspace where the gym is still a chore to you, mm-hmm. then it's very, very tough. But for me, the gym is, like I said, it's like a vacation. It's like a, a mental break from yeah. my busy life. So I like look forward to my training days. And it's my, almost a meditation in the sense. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's exactly. That's what I say that sometimes. It's, yeah. I'm like, it's like 45, 60 minutes of my meditation. It's my personal time. Mm-hmm. I just focus on myself. I, you know, that 60 minutes. I don't have a boss I have to answer to. I don't have a wife I have to answer to. I don't have kids screaming. Right. It's just it's you t- your time. Yeah. All you. And that's very important for for mental health. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So it can be very tough if the gym is a chore to you. To mm-hmm. me, it's not that tough. But it the balance the balancing can be very difficult. Um. You know. I work 40, 50 hours a week, and I'm not in the gym. I'm not a personal trainer. I work in a corporate environment. I sit 
at a desk all day. I, yeah. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I, every typically every forty five minutes, I get up, I walk around for about ten minutes. That's good. It's a break. Yeah. Or I'll go. You know, I don't take the elevator. I'll take the stairs a lot of times, and I, and I work on the seventh floor. So it's it's it's, it's like three four minutes of climbing the stairs. There you go. That's great though. Yeah. No, it's great. It's but um, so just health wise, just having a, a healthy heart and just. It, it's important for me to get my gym time in because mm-hmm. I sit all day, mm-hmm. and that, studies have shown like sitting all day. It's compared to like smoking a pack a day. Yeah, it's very bad for you. Yeah, that's one of the Sp- things. If you're not active, we, I specialize in my facility I work at. Uh, we call it undoing the sitting position, and that's where a lot of the functional training stems from is getting people to move better because they don't yeah. move all day. Yeah, exactly. And, and people they get the pelvic tilt. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and that's something my wife has really helped me. So I've been doing a lot more strengthening my glutes, mm-hmm. the, the my posterior chain. Yeah, that fix that tilt. Right, you get a weak uh, posterior chain, especially in the lower body, and you tend to get tight hip flexors. Is the other thing that you see from that seated position? For sure. Day. Yeah, for sure. So there's sometimes where uh, you know we have like a standing desk and we have treadmill desks at my work. And oh wow. Um, it's when I'm so I do instructional. So let me back up. So I do instructional design. Okay. Um, so I, I create a lot of e-learnings and a lot of like training content on the dig, in the digital space mm-hmm. for like our new hires for okay. my company. So um, so I'm, I'm using software to help you know to create e-learnings, but I also do a lot of live live action stuff. So I'm doing a lot of film, a lot of film editing. So it, it I love it when I. I was a I had a big passion for film when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. When I originally started my college career, I was in a film and broadcasting degree. Um, I ended up switching the business. That's a long story, <laughs> but um, I got I got a business degree from NKU. But hey, that's all right. No, my degree is in civil engineering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So total opposite of <laughs> exactly. What you, what yeah, you could be so doing. that's what that's tends how it goes. So. Um, so I spent like the first seven or eight years out of college in sales roles because I was chasing that dollar. But I was able to kind of w- wiggle my way into this instructional design role for my company. Um, and since I have a film background, it's I've like it's really clicked, and it's like riding a bike. I'm back into film, and I, I absolutely love it. Um, there's times where if I'm head down editing film, you know, it's it's very. Um, you know, I'm, I'm plugged in, and I go into a bubble. Yeah. I got my headphones in, and every once in a while, I'll check my, you know, I'll check my posture, and I'll be hunched over. It's so bad. So forward. So one yeah. thing I'm working on right now is, is, like, really being cognizant of my posture when I'm sitting and when I'm... Because if I'm not editing film, it's a lot easier to, like, do my job and like have good posture but like when I'm like zoned and plugged in right I just it's just it's so bad and I, I've really my chest is really tight so it pulls my shoulders forward and my wife can tell you about all my <laughs> all my ailments that I have that I yeah. all my imbalances that I've tried I've been working on but I'm working progress. Okay. So let's bring it back a little bit to to the balance of it. I mean, is there any detail on it or advice you could give on other people on how to manage it? So, I mean, the first golden piece of advice you already said, make the gym something enjoyable and not a chore. But also just there's only so much time in the day, and I can't right. even – I don't have kids, but I can't even imagine how much time that takes on yeah. top of – working 40 50 hours a week so yeah so how often do you get in and how do you make that happen what's techniques that you can help other people out with to to try and get them on a similar track right great question so um 
and sorry I went off track. So no worries. With, with me working full time, if I get home five thirty, six o'clock at night, so I don't. For ten years, I trained at night. That's mm-hmm. what I did after work. I don't do that anymore since I have a family because right. my evenings I only have a couple hours to hang out with my kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to waste that in the gym. Okay. So I have had the change over the last two years. I've had the change dramatically. So now to make things work, talk about balance. I'm either getting up at 4:45 in the morning so I can train 4:45, 5 o'clock so I can train at the 5 a.m. Yeah. Work, train for 60, 90 minutes, whatever it is, whatever I'm working on. Go home, shower, then go to work. Or, you know, with when my daughter, when my one year old was really little, she was a terrible sleeper. She was up every two hours. So I was, my wife and I were literally getting four, five hours of sleep. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no way I'm getting up at five. No. So then, so that translates to me putting in time during my lunch hour. Okay. So my advice would be, so I work in the Hyde Park area. So I have a gym near my home, which is Paramount Fitness, which I love. I've been a member for a long, long time. Um, And then I belong to LA Fitness in Oakley. Yeah. So I have a gym near my work. I have a gym near my home. So I, and they're not very expensive, but you know, you have to figure out what works for you. But this works for me. So usually about three or four lunches during my lunch, during my work week, I get in about 35 to 40 minute training. Okay. So, um, so for example, you know, when I'm working, if I'm busy, once like 11.45 rolls around, I'm like, okay, I need to get ready, get my stuff ready, and I'm going to the gym. So I'm at the gym by noon. I got my pre-workout or I'm drinking my pre-workout in the way to the gym. I hurry up and change, and I'm doing a super fast 35, 45-minute workout where I'm just focusing on the basics. Yeah. So the so that would get the best bang for your buck. And this is what I tell a lot of people. Um, and this is really the inspiration behind my YouTube channel that I just launched. Yeah. And we're gonna the, get it, we'll get into that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, if you have... You can have really good workouts in 35 to 40 minutes. Obviously, if you're following like a powerlifting, you know, conjugate training or a 531, yeah. that's a little different because you have a lot of time off in between sets. Right. But if your focus is just general health and like, you know, some bodybuilding-ish t- style of training, mm-hmm. you know, you can bust out a really good chest workout in 35 minutes. Yeah. You have a really good, you know, back day, shoulder day, arm day, whatever. So I just go in. I put my headphones on. Um, it says "fuck off" on my forehead. Yeah. No one talks to me. I try not to talk to anyone unless they approach me because I'm a nice guy. I'm not gonna right. yeah. be rude. But um, so I just go and I focus. For business. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I have an hour lunch, mm-hmm. and you have about you got takes about six or seven minutes to get to the gym. It takes about six seven minutes to get back to work. So then you know that equates. I have like basically thirty five or forty minutes. Then you have to equate for like changing or like when you get done with the workout if right. you're really sweaty you need to have two or three minutes to go shower mm-hmm. so there's all these things you have to, and i have it down to a science at this point but and i'm really getting in the weeds here i'm sorry you're good no but worries. so there's about three or four days during the work week while I'll train on my lunch hour okay if i have a good night's sleep i'm going to get my butt out of bed and get train in the morning 
If you train in the morning, are you, does that mean you don't train in the afternoon then, or do you sometimes double up? Sometimes I double up. Okay. This past spring, so earlier this year, so for 2019, my my goals were to get stronger in the big three lifts, mm -hmm. but also to be in the best shape of my life. Okay. So I, I, in May, I turned 31. Maybe I have this weird, like, I'm getting old thing going on. Yeah. But I wanted to get in the best shape of my life. So I had a, I had a cruise with my family that mid-June so that was like my stage goal yeah that was your your, your deadline to get to your goal yeah. physique and whatever you wanted so fe mid-February till early June I dieted pretty hard pretty loosely but five six days out of the week I, I eating really clean mm -hmm. um, and I would do two days sometimes okay but that's just me being crazy I probably didn't have to yeah but did you feel burnout on it at all? Were you getting aches and pains from it, or how were you approaching? So I was smart about it. Like, if if I got up early and let's say I trained legs in the morning, uh -huh. like, and then I would go on my lunch hour and I only had thirty five minutes, um, you know, I would do kind of work on smaller muscles, or I would do a little bit of cardio. So, you know, I wouldn't like train legs real heavy, and then go in and like do a heavy back day mm -hmm. in the same day. Like right. I would. I try to split things up best as I could to have, you know, have you know your your big muscle groups and your small muscle groups kind of mix mix and match. But I mean, there's times where I got burnt out and I would back off. Yeah. You know, typically every 12, 10 to twelve weeks, I usually take a week off. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's not as popular as it used to be. Um, but you know, there's times where you need to give your joints a break. Yeah. Um, but that that worked for me. I got really lean for like the first time ever in my life. I had a six pack, and I and like that's something that it's really just nutrition driven, right? Um, but it was a goal I had, and I hit it. Um, and now, like going into twenty twenty, my goals are going to be different. They're going to be more focused on my strength goals and getting okay. getting my big three lifts better than they were in twenty nineteen. Um, I mean, the aesthetics is always going to be there. Yeah. Like I said, I want I want to still look good for my wife. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't want to get the dad bod. Yeah. I don't want to get the beer belly and, and look like shit. You know, that's just, that's like the worst thing that could happen to me. Honestly, in my mind, I am so against the dad bod. <laughs> uh, I don't know why it's gained popularity. I think that's just maybe a social media, like trolling yeah. thing that's gotten kind popular. Um, but yeah, maybe that was a long-winded answer. But um, so... So in summation, how often do you find it? Easy, not well. It's probably not easy, but how how often is doable for you on a weekly basis? I know it probably varies, but just on average to to get in. I'm, yeah, I'm getting in five days a week. Okay. Um, sometimes yeah. six. Wow, wow um, that's but, actually a lot. But yeah. I make it like it's a super priority. Like I don't have, I'm not a gamer. I don't have video games yeah. in my house. Um, I'm right, not. This a, is your fun. I'm not a movie too. guy. Like yeah. this is my hobby. Yeah. So how many hours a week do you feel like that is? Just best guess. Um, probably close to five or six hours. Okay. How right. many do you feel like would be the minimum to be enough for you in, in your situation? Because some people are probably like, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. Or especially to start out, you know? Right. Yeah. Or maybe how did you start out? Right. Yeah. No, great question. So I am, you know, I'm not a beginner. You know, I am, I've been doing this a long time. So five or six hours a week is like, I wish I could dial that up. Yeah. But for beginners... I think if they had three hours a week would be plenty. Yeah. So if you maybe four 30-minute sessions 
split out throughout the week. Okay, yeah. That's not, I that's think not that's a great starting either. Yeah, to find that time. Yeah, you can find that time. And and what I and my wife, um, she's a physical therapist. She has crazy hours. Sometimes she works 10, 12 hour days. So she can't lift on her lunch hour like I can. So my advice to her is always like, try to get in two 30 minute sessions like during the week. Yeah. Like a Tuesday, Thursday type of thing. Then Saturdays and Sundays when you're not working and you have time, then you can focus your bigger days mm-hmm. on Saturday and Sunday. So like, because 30 minutes is probably not enough for like a really good leg day. If, when if you include warming up. And yeah, everything. if you're talking like bodybuilding goals, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, if I only had, let's say I only had three hours for a week. You know, I would do like a upper body, lower body split where I would do 30 minutes upper body, 30 minutes lower body. But then I would, my Saturdays and Sundays where I had more time, I would spend more time in the gym because mm-hmm. I have that flexibility to do it mm-hmm. and, and um, have those be my bigger days. Okay. So so then going back to, uh, and we'll, uh, I definitely, I want to get into YouTube. I didn't mean to cut you off no, you're good. on that either. And I'm, I'm, I might be jumping off no, tangents. No, so this sorry. goes wherever it goes, and that's what, what I like about it. Um, but I did want to talk, because you said, so your goals now for 2020 are to get stronger in the big three lifts. Is, is there a particular reason why in those lifts? Um, well, Great question. So I'm just a I'm just a big believer in like if you can master those three lifts, mm-hmm. there's so much carryover that it's going to just benefit any other exercise you ever do. Okay. Like someone who is someone who just does like seated cable rows all day, and then they go to deadlift. Mm-hmm. Like that's not going to benefit their deadlifts. But if they're really good at deadlifting and really strong at deadlifting, then they go to do some like barbell rows or cable rows. Mm-hmm. Like that is going to definitely impact that lift right so so my you know that's my mentality on those big three uh plus i love doing these lifts okay. so it's like it's like a, my meathead comes out because yeah. i just i love squatting heavy i love deadlifting heavy i love benching heavy um i'm in the three four five club so yeah. i've hit i've hit 335 on bench i've hit 405 on squat which you spotted me that one yeah. day yeah um and I, I need to work my way back up to that and then I've hit 500 on deads, but I wanna I want to increase those numbers for 2020. I don't know if I'll ever be at the four, five, six club. But what? Why? What? I just I like to get to know the main driving factor because again I'm not I'm not saying that necessarily. Because I like them too. I I, I and I yeah. do them. I'll preface it. I do them because I just I want to do them. And like mm-hmm. I said, part of me wants to compete again in powerlifting because I need to compete. So that that's another reason why I do them. But I like to know why people do them because from a training standpoint, you know, I personally don't think it's the end all be all, especially when it comes to athletics or just the undoing the sitting position, things like that. Sure, sure. I do think there is a lot of benefit and a lot of carryover, especially when done right. Yeah. Um, but I don't like that being that the big three is it, that that's what everyone should do, and that's that's the end-all, be-all, like sure. I said. Um, so that's why I just like to get to know why, and, and because you want to do it is a great reason, in yeah. my opinion. That's, that's... Um, so, yeah, I um, to answer the question is I feel like I've done a really good job in the bodybuilding space. Mm-hmm. Like I've, put, I've had great goals there that I've reached. I want to try something different. Okay. 
So that's one of the main reasons I'm, I join you guys on the Sunday Lifting yeah. Club. It's because I want to have this focus on strength because I like it, but I want to be I want to get good at it too. Like, what's the point of having a bunch of muscle if you're a weakling? Right. You know, I, right. I don't just want to have gym All muscles. show, no go. Yeah. Right. I want to have, and there's been some carryover, but I definitely want to get those. The my strength. If I can get my strength up on those big three, I feel like. You know that'll that's just a mental goal that I have that I want mm-hmm. to reach. I got gotcha. you. So more of just like having fun, but I think there's a lot of benefits to those three too. Yeah, and like I said, I, I I'm not I'm not poo pooing it and saying that you shouldn't do it or that the um, that they're useless. I think there's a lot of use of it. Mm-hmm. I just I try and put out there that that's not the only thing. Um, For sure. Like, cause you so you want to be strong, and I and I, I that's one of my goals. Again, I want to be stronger. I keep using the term resilient, and I I do think that having strong lifts in that is a big part of it. Um, is there? First of all, do you want to compete in a meet? Is that is that something that's in your potentially? Uh, okay, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, outside of that, are there other areas that you try and get strong in besides the big three? Um. Hmm. And you can say no. That's that's at this time in my life. No, I feel like I've uh, uh, a lot of other lifts I'm really good at. Yeah, or feel rel- or for my size and my strength, I feel like I'm good at. Mm-hmm. If that's the right answer, I don't yeah. Know, but yeah, so okay, you just right. you want it because it makes you feel good to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you motivation to keep working. Yeah, absolutely. Just not being, you know stagnant in something just trying yeah, new things absolutely. i feel like it's a very important part of life and absolutely you know and I, I just want to master not that i'm a master bodybuilder by any means but i just want to master something else different disciplines within the, the yeah gym. yeah I, I think that's that's hugely important um and i again like not to discourage anyone from doing it and especially i think that that you already have that 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 most important rule of checking the ego that's the number one thing when it comes to that because i don't want to encourage heavy big three lifting just for the sake of heavy big three lifting but uh knowing that you really want to do it for your own reasons and not Mm -hmm. um external reasons or just because it's cool to do Uh, not that that's anything wrong but you enjoy it you really want to do it for sure and i think that's a great uh motivation to do it and a great reason to have that goal and uh train that way right and you bring up a good point is one of the reasons i want to do it is because it's fun yeah um there's a lot of my training where I feel like it's just been boring, mm. and um, you know I've, I've, I've grown stagnant. Yeah. And when I train with you guys, especially on Sundays, I have a lot of fun. Yeah. And I want to bring that back into, you know, my lifting. Is sometimes there's just I enjoyed lifting, but I feel like at points. I was just going through the motions. Now it's like, oh my god, I'm getting stronger every week, and I can. I have people to help push me, and yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just a lot of fun, and and that's another. And I kind of, I steal this saying from Stan Efferding all the time. But compliance is the science to kind of scale it back to, you know, why I started my channel, and you know, focusing on the basics. But find something that works for you yeah not everyone is going to be a power power lifter not everyone's going to be a strong man not everyone's a bodybuilder and um find something that you enjoy doing because Mm. it's going to make your consistency and the frequency go through the roof yeah if the gym is a chore to you 
then it, you're going to fall off the wagon. It's just, you know, how many people sign up for the gym in January, right? Right. There's, there's so that. There's always that New Year's rush. Yeah, yeah, the New Year's rush. And then by, like, mid-February, it plummets by, like, 90%. So because those people don't want to be there in the first place, and like I said in the very beginning of the podcast, is they, they're in such a negative space, too, when they start. Mm-hmm. Negative space plus something they don't want to do, well, of course they're not ever going to continue to do it right when it becomes that you have to do it not you want to do it in right. your mind yeah so you need to find something that you're going to stick to and be compliant with you know if uh some people like really love running and they do yeah. the marathon thing well cool like it, that's getting you off your ass mm-hmm. continue to do it be smart about it yes don't get hurt doing it yeah but like if that's going to get you the the train and not be a slob then do it yeah you know, for me, like it was bodybuilding. Now I want to, you know, take a shot at, you know, some powerlifting stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I'll compete. Maybe I will compete. I'm just trying it out because it's so far it's been a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. So I've been very compliant. You and know? I, I think that's very important. Um, like you said, and it doesn't have to be even lifting. It could be running, but but you you touch on again, just be smart about it. And right. I, I think any anything you do. If you do it right and do it well, you're going to get benefit out of it. And I think that anything you do, if you if you do it poorly with just an ego and just for the sake of it, mm-hmm. then you you might wind up with injury or other negative consequences. But I but that doesn't mean to not do anything. Again, yeah, like you like you said exactly. Find what works for you and just learn how to do it the best way you can and the the way that works for you best. And the, the I don't want to say the right way because it's different for everyone, but in a way that'll that'll actually keep you healthy because that's right. the main goal of right. everything. It's, it's a health thing, right? Not, yeah. Not to abuse yourself with it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so with that, uh, let's get into a little bit about. I saw uh, the first video, or at least the first one you posted, yeah. of of your uh, your dad bod barbell club video, and I, I want to hear a little bit about um, kind of. You, you touched on what inspired that and what where you're going with that, but uh, why don't you walk me through kind of where that came from and the direction you plan on taking? All right, so Dad Bod Barbell Club. So that's that's just the name right there. I've, I've, I was really trying to work on. I wanted the so there's definitely a comedy lean with this. Yeah. Because just my entire life, I like I've liked to make people laugh. I, I love like you know one of my goals for 2020 is that. Do do some open, open mic stuff. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. I love stand up. I love writing jokes. One of my brother, a few years ago, my brother, um, when my brother got married, we did a roast, like yeah. a Comedy Central roast yeah. style thing. So we roasted my brother, and so we had like we had a, like six of us on the panel who did our like I did fifteen minutes I think, and then we had we had a, we had like twenty people at the party, so. It, so it was like a bachelor party, but it was a roast focus. Yeah. And so, like, I had a lot of, man, this was, like, almost five years ago. But I had, like, a, so much fun doing it. So, anyway, I'm getting off topic. No, no, that's, so, that's like, important. My channel, you know, I wanted to have a comedy lean, but I, want, I also wanted it to be informative. Yeah. Um, and motivational. You know, so the Dad Bod Barbell Club, because... Just right there, it's you kind of just I hit on everything I want to focus on. Yeah. Just in the title itself, um, but obviously there is a little you know kind of tongue in cheek kind of smirk when you when you say it because I'm trying to be funny. But you know the basics are the fitness industry is saturated with 
you know, these like super handsome aesthetic guys yeah. like Steve Cook, who's, you know, uh, been on the Olympia stage for physique and, and he's got all these followers and how many people are ever going to reach that? Or right. I, I mean, first of all, a lot of people don't ever want to reach that, but if, if they do, it's, it's not a, it's not a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and 99.9% of people don't ever want to step on stage. Right. So I like take a step back as a father, as a, someone who works a lot and is super busy. There's a lot of people out there just like me. Yeah. Who they, they, they love fitness. It was a big part of their 20s, but now they're married, they have kids, and life gets in the way. So my channel is all about motivating people to, to you know, not just stay in shape, but if you aren't in shape, to get back in the shape, and that it's 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 rather simple. Yeah, you know. And so, just real quick, let's let's explain to people what what it is. Just like, it's it's a YouTube channel that you started, sure. and and kind of what instructional videos is that what I picked up based on what I saw? Yeah. So, um, so the Dad Bod Barbell Club is a YouTube channel I'm started. I just recently started. I'm going to be putting out new videos every week, but it's going to be an instructional focus on form and kind of like the right cadence to a workout um, as well as I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with it yeah so you know if, if you're a new if you're a new dad and you're somewhat fit and you want to stay fit it'd be something good to follow because I just have a lot of advice and instruction on how to do that okay um, or if you're if you're just a busy body. You don't even have to be a father, obviously. But if you're a busy person in general and you want to get into fitness, it, it would be a good thing to follow because I'm just going to show you kind of tips and tricks that I've used over the years to stay in shape mm-hmm. and to actually look better. I look better now than I did in my mid-20s. Yeah. So there's just things that you can do that are honestly, they, they look really hard on the surface, but they're not. It's just a matter of making it a habit, being, being habitual about it, and then it becomes second nature, just like brushing your teeth, you know, or wiping your ass. You yeah. Know? You're going to want to make time to go to the gym just because it's it's part of you. It's a lifestyle thing. Okay. And so that's really the main focus of, of the channel. And to be funny about it is, you know, we don't want to get the dad bod. The dad bod is... You know, the dad bod is not sexy. The 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 people with dad bods that have hot wives, they probably make a lot of money. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and I, I think women are lying when they think and they say it is sexy. I think. Well, what do you think of? Let's let's think of. What do you think of when you think dad bod though? Because I, I guess there could be different interpretations sure. to what that is. But sure. Yeah, I might be pissing people off by with this my opinion on the matter. But um, I think you know, to me, a dad bod is. You know, and it's and for a lot of people, it's not their fault. It's they're busy, they're super busy people. They don't exercise ever. Their focus is work and their family, mm-hmm. and they let themselves go. So they have you know they get they get the skinny fat body, yeah. you know, where they're skinny arms, skinny legs, but they got the beer belly, okay, and the lower abdominal fat because their diet is shit. They drink beer on the weekends. And they and never get activity. Yeah, there's no activity. So gotcha. to me, that's my definition of the fat bod. Uh, fat bod. The dad yeah. bod. Um, you know, and, you know, I just, I hate to see that. Because they're, like, I don't know if this is social media kind of just blowing smoke. But there's definitely, over the last four or five years, there's been a trend that, like, 
that's okay. Right. You know, like, fat shaming is a bad thing. Not that you should fat shame someone, but, like, we've gotten a way of, like, you know... Don't make me pretend I think something's attractive if I don't. It, yeah, sense. You exactly. Know, I, I'm not saying you have to go tell everyone who's overweight that you're fat and you, need to t- you don't need to be in anyone's... It's, it's their business, not yours, unless exactly. they ask. Exactly. But also, at the same time... Don't lie to yourself and be like, and some people, that's that's their body type. That's what they're attracted to, and there's nothing wrong with that. But right. don't tell me I have to. That's my problem with those. Don't tell me I have to like that, you know. Right. And, and it doesn't mean no one's a good person. There's all kinds of people I've met that aren't in the best shape, and it's not. I don't judge them. It's a wholly different attachment For sure. to that. Um, but... I do like knowing that that your definition of the dad bod is that skinny fat because I guess the interpretation I had had was it's like someone who works out who probably just doesn't eat right enough. Sure. <laughs> you know? well, uh, that, 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 definitely is, that definitely is up there Okay. In my, in my book. Yeah. So how much of that line then do, is it that – because I – and I'll preface it with just my, my end of it is like I'm all about the balance, I, I think. Not everyone has to have a six pack or be super shredded. You can carry a little extra. And For if, sure. And and you know, as long as you're happy with yourself, that's fine. I'm I, now don't let it get out of control for health reasons, but you don't have to look like you're on a magazine cover or like Absolutely. an athlete to be considered fit. Yeah. Um, so that's where I, I just want to clarify so that people aren't thinking you're calling out that kind of person who's no. like, oh, I work out, I just I eat too much pizza and I like to drink beer still right. because I like to do that, you know. But hey, uh, that's totally fine and I am like I'm in that boat. I don't drink as much as I used to, but you know, like I have like I basically have cheat weekends. Yeah. You know, like I and you know, if if uh, my wife and I work late and you know, we don't have time to cook dinner, then you know, we're gonna go to Chipotle and I'm gonna eat Chipotle or we're going to get Chick-fil-A because the girls like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And so it's just like knowing, you know, I could go full-blown and eat like two two fried chicken sandwiches and eat fries. I could do that. Or I could get the grilled chicken sandwich and, you know, uh, try not to eat as many fries. Like there's there's times in my life, like you said, where, you know, I don't eat clean every day. Yeah. You know, I'm not – I'm that's just not my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I try to balance things out as you should. Um, I'm carrying a little extra weight right now. Like I'm, I'm, I fluctuate between 215 and 220. On my frame, I shouldn't be that heavy. I should probably be closer to 200 pounds. So maybe be your athletic best, probably. Right? Yeah. Is that that the reference you're yeah. going for? Yeah. And I don't mind. Yeah. And I don't mind carrying a little extra weight. Yeah. Actually, it, I feel a lot stronger, and I can if I'm pounding a lot of carbs, it makes me stronger. And I actually like the full look. When, yeah. I, when I have a lot of carbs and sodium in me, I, I yeah. love that. I, then when I'm cutting, I always feel flat. Um, but yeah, like you don't have, to, you know, my channel's not about getting the six pack. Okay. Yeah, my channel's not about getting six pack and getting on the cover of Muscle and Fitness by any means. And I'm not, not, and I'm not that person. My, the whole point of my thing is. Let's just let's not sit here and pretend like the dad bod is a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just like smoking cigarettes isn't a good thing. Right. You know, like if you're if you have an unhealthy lifestyle, you know, let's try to do things to fix that or or dial it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I am I'm not, you know, the the you know, the, the pillar of health or whatever the saying is, you know. I'm not super healthy I'm not super fit by any means, but I feel like I over the years I have 
learn things that have helped me stay motivated mm-hmm. to, to at least stay in a space where I'm healthy, I'm somewhat healthy, and, um, and if I can take my knowledge and tips that I've learned over the years, and if I'm only helping one person, then it's a win for me. Right. If there's one guy that I reach out to and they're like, holy shit, he's right, I need to get this back into my life, Yeah. then, that, then that's all I want. So, and that's so really the point of it. You, so maybe you're saying like the main goal, yeah, combating the dad bod, but it's really about what that means to you is, is finding that balance, just not letting yourself get too unhealthy. Like, again, your whole maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like you're just trying to show people how to be healthy but also live a normal life. Yes, exactly. And that's yeah. what I'm all about. And thank you for hitting that. And. I, I wish I had. I was able to say that, but that's exactly how I live my life. Mm-hmm. In, with when it comes to fitness, yeah. is like, you know, if I if I have a you know if I have a, a moment of weakness, and I pig out and you know eat fast food on a Tuesday night, I'm not going to hate myself for it. I'm just going to take the next couple of days, the the dial you know. Turn up on my diet and be really good mm-hmm. and eat clean yeah. to make up for that. You know, one bad meal isn't going to ruin you. Right. Just like one clean meal isn't going to make you skinny. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you, like everything in life needs to be balanced. It goes and it goes back to consistency again too. Yeah. If yeah. you consistently, like, let's say, let's say you know, let's say you eat thirty meals a week. Let's say you eat meals like that. Okay. Yeah. Let's say. 25 of them are super healthy. Yeah. Then if you have five meals, you're, you know, majority, you're still eating really good. And over yeah. time, that's a good thing. Right. Now, granted, if you're a very unhealthy person and you, and you need to lose weight, I wouldn't recommend having five cheat meals a week. Right. <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, if, if um, you know, I usually tell people, you know, when they're starting a diet, to not just go cold turkey on everything, because uh-huh. then you're not gonna you're not gonna be consistent with your diet. You know, maybe week one, cut out dairy. Yeah. Week two, cut out sugar. Yeah. Let it build. That's the same approach I take: is one one small thing at a time. Yeah. Because small changes over a long period of time is a big change. For sure. Yeah. Like week, you know, like um, you know, uh, I have family members who are like addicted to drinking Coca Cola. Yeah. It's like okay, week one, just drink one a day. There you go. Week two, drink one every other day. Yeah. Week three, you get one a week. Yeah. Like, kind of build, and, and, like, that really works. Oh, yeah. Going to cold turkey, like a lot of these hardcore bodybuilder diets, no one ever sticks to them. No. It's not a, even the bodybuilders. Not even the bodybuilders. That's why they have donuts right after the competition. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you hit on a good point, and thanks for pulling me back to reality on just hitting, you know, being balanced. Um. Like like I said, ninety nine point nine percent of people and clients um, or followers of my channel aren't gonna want to be stage ready, but they just want to be balanced and look good. And there's easy ways to go about it. Yeah, you don't have to follow a crazy hardcore bodybuilder diet to achieve these goals. Right, you're giving them a realistic approach to it. Yes, again, because it's what you have done. Yes, for your lifestyle. So anyone else in the similar lifestyle, yeah. you can show them that this is how it is. And I think it's I think it's really cool that 
you get to use a skill that you like because I didn't even know that you were this like media editor and when you showed me that video and that was my first question so did you did you put that together because yeah. it was I was like this is like professionally done this is cool um, so that's got to be pretty exciting to be able to use something like that like two things you love the fitness and being able to do that media editing and put them in toward that same uh, for sure point point and give them that same direction um, that's got to be really fun for you to do oh yeah I love yeah. it I love it. It's, um, yeah, like doing instructional design and like having that carryover to training because instructional design is all about training. Mm -hmm. But instead of like corporate stuff, you know, you can kind of take that as like a clean slate and just build whatever content. It's still the same process. You use the same strategies. Yeah. It's just a different output or product, I guess exactly. you would say. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so what kind of content are you planning on posting? What what is what's the main things behind it? What is I guess what are people gonna see when they look at your channel? Sure. So my, my first video is kind of like me testing the waters. I had a lot of fun with it. It's a lot you know, it's ten minutes long. It's moving forward, the stuff is gonna be a lot shorter. It's not yeah. I'm not gonna have ten minute videos. They're probably closer to five. Okay. But um, you know, the main focus is gonna be an instructional uh, kind of demonstration on, you know, these are like, here's good form, check your form, but also these are the best, this is the best bang for your buck. If you have 30 minutes to lift mm -hmm. or 35 minutes or whatever on your lunch hour, you know, let's, let's focus on three lifts. Let's say you're going to train legs. Yeah. Let's focus on the three best lifts you can do in that 30 minutes to get the best bang for your buck. So that's really going to be the focus is, you know, like my next video, if I do something on like a press, like press day, yeah, like chest and shoulders or whatever you want to call it, you know, I'm going to say, okay, we're about to enter your lunch hour. The gym's five minutes away. You only have 30 minutes to train. These are the best three exercises you can do, but you need to master your form first. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to just get some couch potato to go, hey, go deadlift 315 couch mm -hmm. potato with bad form. No, it's all good. You know, I want the viewers to have a good focus on their form obviously you know but it's all about the basics mastering the basics but having you know the efficiency being quick and efficient with your time and focusing on three lifts four lifts whatever if you do that consistently over time three or four times a week consistently you will see dramatic changes in your physique mm -hmm. um, you know on top of that Obviously, nutrition's a big point. I'm not a certified nutritionist, so I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert in this field. Like I said, like, you know, if it's a late night, I, my wife and I might go to Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, I, I'll try to pick something off the menu that's, you know, relatively healthy, which yeah. you can do, obviously. Actually, that's another thing is, like, with, with fast food, there's a big stigma around fast food, but... There's a lot of options nowadays where you can eat clean very inexpensively, but there's actually a lot of options around yeah. there for you. Um, now, if you're like, you know, looking for like vegan stuff, obviously, if you have a vegan diet or if you're keto or, well, actually, you could follow. The, anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> like uh, uh, Chris Bell, just eat eat up Wendy's burger patties for for all your meals. That's something he did. Um, but anyway, getting off topic here. Sorry about that. No worries, man. Just like, uh, I guess, what kind of um, level of fitness do you need to follow your videos would be another thing I want to know. It's like, 
who is this for? Obviously, again, you said kind of focus on dads because that's your situation, but it could be for anyone just trying to get into fitness and balance it with their life. But uh, is this for someone just starting out? Is this for someone who has a base? Is this, what is this, who is it directed to in that sense? Sure. So um, someone who has a base, it's probably a better fit for, but Beginners can definitely learn from it, okay. I mean, especially with the whole instructional aspect of it. Yeah, I did notice you, you, you had a lot. We paused it and pointed out different cues and certain alignments you need for movements and yeah, like form corrections, right. things like that. Yeah, Yeah. so definitely for beginners, but if for people who have a base too, because there's some guys who maybe they lift it all. They're, you know, you see this a lot on the west side where they're high school football studs. Mm -hmm. Then they go to college and they get beer bellies. Right. And then they start working that desk job and they get bigger beer bellies then they get into their early 30s like me and they have kids and they're like i'm tired of looking like this i'm tired of feeling like shit i want to yeah. get back into it yeah and so that's also you know a piece of the market i'm trying to reach is hey man like i'm a busy father too there's a way to get back into that 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 positive light yeah positive space of getting healthy again so kind of the the that two, those two types of people would benefit from the videos. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, one last topic I, I just want to talk about before we part ways here. Um, again, because my, not my background, but my focus right now is on this just, I would, I call it human optimization. I kind of steal that from Onnit and a couple other people, but that, that is, that is kind of the, my focus as a trainer is just to help people achieve their goals and be optimal in what they need. But uh, I do find it, cool that your your wife has that PT background and you kind of touched on she was saying like she could point out all the like <laughs> imbalances and stuff you have mm -hmm. do you do any kind of training that's like corrective exercise or I don't want to box functional into that because functional is so much in my opinion anything's functional because it's, it has a purpose and it has a goal and it has a drive so there's, there's right. a reason behind it but um, do you do any kind of like corrective work too because you're going from you, so you're basically either you know sedentary job. I know you, you probably get activity with your kids, or you're at the gym doing mostly loaded movements. You know, yeah. is there is there anything else you do outside of weight training? Um, could be running, could be something else, but like just to for your overall health and um, movement capability. Sure, great question. So I I um, I'm pretty new to the mobility doing mobility work, but I am doing it. Um, I work on, I do a lot of weakness training on my weaker parts. So like for the first 10 years of my life, I really neglected my posterior chain. Mm -hmm. I really did. And you can you can tell with, with the way I, originally the way I was squatting, I was very quad dominant. Yeah. I changed it up and I'm getting better and trying to master new variations and stuff. But um, so, um, and through past shoulder um, shoulder injuries, um, so there's really like I dedicate time throughout the week where I might go into the gym on my lunch hour and just spend 30 minutes strength doing strengthening my shoulders. So a lot of isolation work, a lot of stretching, um, a lot of rotator cuff warming up, rotator cuffs work. Um, you know, I might not even do I'm, I might not even go in and do any type of like loaded work or pressing or anything like that. Yeah, just straight shoulder health. Mm -hmm. You know, working on opening up my shoulder girdle. You know, things like that. Like getting working through that that i guess in a sense that is a little bit of mobility work right yeah yeah but it's overall just like i work on my shoulder health because having that's important um i you know and then like with my posterior chain 
you know, on top of doing a lot of stretching and, and like yoga, yoga stuff, you know, I do a lot of like, you know, hip thrust work to, to you know, isolate and work my glutes mm-hmm. because like I said, I've neglected my glutes and my hammies for so long that, you know, my deadlifts could be a lot better okay. if I had that. Yeah. Um, but as far as like, um, I guess I, like, sh- well, I should probably link up with Zach. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, no, not not to not to push that. He probably learned me a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, it's more of a curiosity thing. Um, I guess the the better question would be, besides weight training, yeah, what do you do to stay healthy? Um, as far as a fitness aspect, besides weight training, like the bodybuilding, the powerlifting, do you do any other kind? Do you run? Do you do any other? Um, I fitness work. Right, great question. I I don't. Okay. Weights, yeah. weights is ninety nine percent of it. Um, like I said, there's some stuff through my wife that I've learned that I need to work on. So I focus a lot of like shoulder health. I'm not saying you need to either. I, I like you said, no, no, curiosity. I, no, no, yeah. I and I'm a big believer that like there's some people who want you to dip your toe in a lot of different things, yeah. which makes sense. But for a lot of people, I don't, I don't think that's like in all reality. I don't think it's. I think that just makes it even more difficult mm. for you know the busy dad who's trying yeah. to get back and shit. Trying to focus on like, hey, buddy, you need to weight train three times a week, and then you need to do yoga twice a week, and then you need to go run right. five miles a week, like, right. like or work on you know. But don't get me wrong, like everything has a place, right? And I have a lot of imbalances, and I could probably check and go you know get some time with you at, at your at your functional. Uh, since yeah. what's it called? Since Society that? Functional Fitness. Yeah, yeah. Over in Oakley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's plug that because they do great stuff over there, and Jake's very talented and very knowledgeable in those areas. So, and that's right by my work. Yeah, man. If you ever want to so come can, on in sometime just to check it out, um, I run you through something for fun just to see if you like it. Um, not to not to plug my stuff too much. I want to I want to finish on your note, but you're more than welcome to. Um, again, I was uh, just more asking so. Just out of curiosity, because I like to see, do you do you feel, and, and you already said pretty much no, but what you're doing, it, it keeps you pretty pain free in your life, right? It does. And, okay, and that's the important thing to for me for sure. And I've I'm kind of, um, I, I'm super. Uh, I really benefit from from, you know, the, my relationship with my wife because there's things you see on YouTube where there's like meathead or bro science mm-hmm. that a lot of guys follow. Yes. Um, that my wife like is like, why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. That that is that is no place in science. Yeah. There's nothing behind that, backing that. That's so stupid. You're gonna get hurt. For example, and I brought this up, um, you know, a couple weeks ago on Instagram. Is how many times do you, when guys are warming up their shoulders, you'll see a guy grab a five pound plate, and like do like flap their bird wings. Yeah. Like this. Well, first of all. They people say they're warming up their rotator cuffs, where they're not. In this position, your biceps are doing the work. Granted, doing an external rotation does hit on your rotator cuff, mm-hmm. but the resistance is not in the, the resi- direction of exactly. the rotation. Exactly, it's all yeah. about force vectors. Yeah. If you want to really get a best bang for your buck and really have a benefit from this, you need to have a band or a cable, and mm-hmm. externally and internally. So there, you know, that's those are things that like a couple years ago I never even thought about. But just, your wife being a PT background, yeah, gives you that insight. So she helps keep you grounded on on your for sure. And approach. like, you know, with like uh, upright rows, um, 
you know, I've learned from her, like, you should never do an upright row. When physical therapists... Internal are, rotation of the shoulders, that was yeah, she says. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, when they're checking for shoulder impingement with their patients, they literally make them do an upright row. That's the way for them to check on shoulder impingement. So, that, so there's things that are based in science and based in reality that, you know, she's helped me see through her you know, having her clinical knowledge that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have. Um, so, so there's certain things. So, you know, I'm all about working smarter, not harder. Yeah. And trying to stay healthy and not doing things that are going to get me hurt. And I, I think that, yeah, like I said, I, I, I touched on saying I believe all training is functional in a sense because it has a purpose. Um, and I, I think that your approach of, of, weight training and doing it smart and doing it right is why you have the success of, and I, I steal this one from Zach, but I call it uh, no pains and all the gains, you know? Yeah. You, you've had success, you've had improvements in what you've wanted to see, and you're doing it relatively pain-free because you're checking your ego, you're not comparing yourself, so you're following those three rules that you For put sure. down. And again, saying that I firmly believe anything done well and done right, no matter what it is, and done with enthusiasm, with intent, because you want to do it, I think you'll get results out of it. Is there um, anything else you want to touch on in regards to your YouTube channel before we finish this up and just anything else about that that you wanted to put out there in the universe? Yeah. um, To go along with the YouTube channel or just go along with me personally is like I'm a big believer of being a student of the world. Yeah. You know, how many... I've run into so many Mm know-it-alls. There's so many people who think they're the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And I, I always say, if you think you're the smartest person in the room, first of all, you're probably not. Or secondly, you're in the wrong room. Get yeah. The, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big believer on being a student of the world, and I'm constantly learning stuff. And I'm constantly reading and trying to get better and master my craft, and if it's instructional design or if it's in fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want... People, I don't want to come off across as like me being a know-it-all, and 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 what I've said on this podcast is a hundred percent how I feel in a couple of weeks. Things might yeah. change. Yeah, I might learn something that might totally change the way I look at lifting. Yeah, um, and I and I want to stress that for your listeners and and for people who follow my channel is do your own research, constantly read up on stuff. Don't just you know, don't just take one personal trainer's voice as dogma. Yeah. You know, you know, th- we have the internet. Yeah. We have any piece of knowledge you ever want to know is at your fingertips. Yeah. Like read, do research, be a student of the world, constantly learn and and, and adapt and change. Yes. I think that's super important. I agree 100%. That's yeah. that's the main reason I do this podcast now is because it gives me a chance to sit down with people and dig in and learn things. That, like I've learned a ton today. I learned a ton with Zach, with Drake. And I already knew you guys in it, but it's like having the opportunity to actually take the time and do it. And, and it doesn't just have to be this kind of source. Like you said, do your own research. Don't just take one thing as dogma. I'm the same way as you. It's, it's off-putting to me when people like think that, it's this way and that's it. This right. is the end all be all. The people I, I gravitate towards are the uh, the way and the way I, I try and live my life too is I'll I'll tell you how I feel about something mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what it's based on, but then I'll always end it with I also have no fucking idea. Like yeah. I'm like this is how I feel right now. Like you said, it could change in two weeks. You could right. have learned something new. And those are the people that 
that I strive toward to, to learn from are the ones that are like, well, you know, this is where I came from and this is why I think this way, but also what is my opinion doesn't have to be your opinion, you know, and I think that For that's sure. in and outside of the gym, you know, that's something that people get a lot of takeaway from is just being able to not seek being right necessarily, but just trying to amass knowledge. Exactly. Yeah, and just getting as much information as possible, deciphering it how you want it, um, but not saying that one way or the other is correct in a sense. And uh, I think that's really cool that you're putting that out there for your YouTube channel too. Like you're saying, you know, this is my experience and this is what helped me, you know, and, and I don't want to speak for you, but it's probably like in a sense that you don't have to do everything I'm doing. But just right. here's kind of a guide, and here's some stuff that will help. But uh, take it as you, you digest it how you want, and process it how you want. You know, for sure. Yeah. No, that uh, you hit a great point, and um, you know, just having civil conversation. Um, you know, because there's everyone's very tribal, and they have their own camps, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and and it's like just listening, just just being a listener. How many people do you talk to? And you know they're not listening to you. They're just waiting for the moment for they for, where they can speak again. Yes. They're not listening and digesting and then coming up, uh, you know, with, with with an original opinion. You know, mm -hmm. they they might be parroting something they heard on the news or if it's politics or religion or fitness, it doesn't matter. You know, people are very tribal. Um, it's that status and it's that external. It's again, like you said when you first started, you felt insecure and maybe you maybe you did start because you wanted to impress other people for that sake. And like you said, where people just want to be right or smart about something and because they just want to be heard or whatever it right. is, rather than doing it for the, because they want to seek more knowledge or really learn about something, you know? Right. They just want to, they want people to think they know this versus... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, man, I, I, I can't stress that enough. And I, uh, you just constantly need to be a student and um, learn from other people and, you know, be, be open to other people's opinions. You know, if, if you talk, and you see this a lot on the west side of Cincinnati, is you have like third, fourth generation Catholic Republicans, mm -hmm. super conservative, and they're Catholic. It's like, have you done, and, and there's no knock if you're a Republican or if you're Catholic. That's fine. That's awesome. You know, more power to you. But my point is, how many people have just been in that camp and they don't have a their own original opinion on the mm -hmm. matter. Like, oh, I'm a Catholic because I was raised this way. My parents baptized me when I was an infant. All right. That's it wasn't all your I, decision. It wasn't my decision. That's all I know. My parent both my parents are super diehard conservatives. That's all I know. Well, is it all you know or is it all you've been just forced down your throat? Yeah. So you know, and you see that a lot. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with with, ha with being a Republican or being a Catholic or any type of religion. It's just my, why are you doing it? Right. My biggest thing is like, is it? Are you doing it for yourself? Is it? Did you go on this spiritual journey to become Catholic, or was it shoved down your throat? Like I went to 13 years of Catholic school. Yeah. You know, kindergarten through senior year at Eller High School, I've had a lot of Catholicism shoved down my throat, and it's like. Are you thinking for yourself or you're not? And, and, and to get off religion and talk about any other topic in the world, that's my mentality on, on things too, is just be open-minded. Find, find yourself in whatever you're doing for yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't be 
involved in something just because it was shoved down your throat or, or, or you hear on the news or, or uh, you know, something your parents told you growing up, you know, obviously you want to think for yourself. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, we're getting really philosophical. But that's no, just, that's, that's part of this whole thing right here. That's why it's a training philosophy. And that's, exactly. And that's the way I look at everything, including training, is like find what works for you, but also, you know, do research and read about other things that other people are doing and, 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 and you know, don't have a stigma towards, towards certain things until you read up and learn more about that, mm-hmm. that insert whatever. Yeah, and I think that's that's an important point to end on, and and just to build on it just a little more before we call it. But like, and just also surround yourself with that mentality as well. It's why I like having people like you on, like Zach, like Drake, because you all have that mentality of, and you all you all probably have, and I've actually seen it. You all have different opinions on different things, but we all get along great because we all have that open mindedness and willing to learn from each other. For sure. And and I think it's important to surround yourself with that energy. Versus just the other force down your throat energy, and I'm not I'm not saying that you push being open minded or push that energy onto other people, but seek that out because when you make those connections with other people like that again, and they they you might have differing beliefs, which which I do from uh, you know just the three people I named there, but it, it's definitely a learning experience and definitely helps you grow as a person and build that community and. It's just it's just an awesome way to live. It just for sure. It makes everything easier. The stress goes down. You're just in a much better mood because you you find people that are like that. And 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 that is going back to a little bit of like you said, people like their tribe because it is a tribe in a sense. Because in a sense, maybe we are being a little hypocritical. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a different kind of thing again where we're not just matched up on everything. It's just sure. we just acknowledge that we're willing to talk about things and we just want to learn as much as we can, whatever that may be. For sure. And you talked about being humble and the kind of come full circle like we started the podcast with is like checking your ego at the door. Yeah. Here we go again where you can use this into another parts of your life. Yeah. And your relationships, check your ego. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, you know, when it comes to just like the things we just talked about and having and people being different is a good thing we should celebrate people's differences mm-hmm. we can learn from each other and um you know that i like i said zach drake me you we all have different philosophies on training but we all have the same goal mm-hmm. you know what i mean to yeah. be healthy and have this community build a community around it right to bring like-minded people together and have a positive outlook on it yeah well, uh, John, I, I think that's a good note to end on. Uh, how about you uh, tell people, plug your YouTube, tell anywhere else you want people to find you real quick, and then we'll uh, get on out of here. Yeah, guys, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Juanito underscore Healy. Um, and then my channel, uh, look for John Healy. The channel is the Dad Bod Barbell Club. Um, I have new videos coming out every week, and there's two videos up right now. But check it out, and uh, thanks for listening. Right on, and uh, everyone, you know where to find me. Uh, come on into Cincinnati Functional Fitness over in Oakley. Check us out. Come by. I'll, I'll give you a free uh, consultation and a run through a little movement assessment. And then uh, Adaptive Training Principles is my Instagram handle. Come check that out for uh, some interesting content as well as uh, links to this podcast. Thank you very much.